You got to think of something funny to say at the beginning of this episode. I mean, I think you just did it. <laughs> Welcome to The Strange and Unusual, where we discuss The Strange and Unusual. This is episode 39 of our series, seeking out the weird, the unexplained, and the devious from around the world. I'm Roya. And I'm Casey. And today we're taking a trip to China, where we're going to discuss Chinese stuff. Yeah. The words, the wordsmith strikes again. She do. She do. So what are you going to be talking about, Casey? Oh, you know, just the average old conversation that we normally have. Dead people. Didn't we just do dead people last week? All right, you're you're right. You're right. Dead person. I'm going to be talking That's about fine, Lady Die. Wait, what? You not that me. Lady Die. You heard me. I assume Lady a die. different Lady Die. I assume the Lady Die. Not Diana. No, Lady Die. Okay, I, that's what she was known as. <laughs> You'll see. Okay, but that would be a good Patreon episode. Yeah. Speculating wildly on assassination or I don't know actual you, death. I don't know if you could hear the, the gentleman downstairs having quite the dispute over something. I just heard my husband go, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I am talking about the Guai Wu. I apologize for pronunciation. I'm sure it's going to be atrocious today, yep. especially atrocious. Um, and then a little bit of a, a bonus. Oh, cryptid that I didn't know existed and was real. Oh, cryptid. <laughs> I mean, not real, real, but like exist real in cryptids. Cryptid stuff. Cool. All right. Well, uh, mine's gross, sort of. It's eh. not really. I'll go first. Okay. So. <laughs> uh yes content warning i'm talking about mummy shit and body stuff uh and no one was surprised or shocked no uh and everybody was super interested and listened to the entire story (laughs) there's gonna be a quiz at the end yeah (laughs) so in the early 1970s chinese communist leader mao zedong uh he was encouraging citizens to create bomb shelters in preparation for an attack from a, quote, unspecified capitalist country, unquote. (laughs) Wonder who that could be. (laughs) No telling. So in 1971, in the capital of the Hunan province, uh, Changsha, again, we we both apologize for this episode. Sorry, Chinese people. <laughs> um, so uh, within that province, uh, workers began to do just that, and they were digging out this big old hole in the side of the Mwangadai Hills. And after digging for about a hundred feet, the earth started to crumble, and the men stopped and were like, "Let's have a cigarette. Let's just have a ciggy break, right? That's what we do in the seventies." Checks out. I'm surprised they even just took a break. Why wouldn't they just like light up, you know, and just keep going? Smoking like chimneys in the hole. (laughs) So, upon lighting up these cigarettes, their matches sparked with blue flames. Ooh. Yes. So, the Chinese call this guihuo, 
or ghost fire. And this phenomenon is caused by the um, decomposition of organic materials. Uh, Sometimes these materials can give off a toxic gas, which are highly flammable. Thus, blue flame. Checks out. That tracks, that tracks. So the incident was reported to the local authorities, and this prompted archaeologists to investigate. Uh, The dig was not very well funded. So the researchers got assistance from local high schools. <laughs> about You know, you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. Uh, I was going to say the guy from Jurassic Park would not be thrilled about this, though. <laughs> so uh, about 1,500 students assisted with the digging through the earth to uncover a tomb. Ba-ba-bum. I know you weren't expecting that. Inside the tomb, they found the mummy of a woman who had been dead for over 2,000 years. So, let me preface that the... I always do this, right? So, sidebar, the area around the Yangtze River is not ideal for mummification due to the wet soil, humid climate, and extremes in temperature. A little bit I talked about last week um, with the, the ideal climate of the northern Japanese mountains. So, nevertheless, the body they found was nearly perfectly preserved. Wow. And this was not Tetsumonkai uh, perfectly preserved. This was perfectly preserved. So, Like on a scale of linen to... Linen to? Uh, I don't know. Skeleton. <laughs> if linen is a 10, she's probably a solid... 875. Wow. And that's the picture that you see today, which is when she's been removed from the airtight situation she was in. And there has been some decay since then. So that's what I've seen. What I've heard is that when she when they found her, she was basically just a human person, like just chilling. Uh, so I'm looking her up. It's D.A.I. Lady Die. She does not look great now. Uh, be Beware. <laughs> Buyer beware. <laughs> Scientists were all abuzz about the discovery, but no one was volunteering to do the research, fearing the wrath of the premier, Zhu Anai, who told scientists... Yeah, she, she does not look great now. Yeah. So uh, the premier told the scientists, don't touch that corpse if you're gonna fuck it up. He told them if... The relics found in the tomb were destroyed. Those responsible would be disrespecting their ancestors and their country. And so people left that shit alone. The pathologist who volunteered was a 23-year-old Peng Longzheng. Uh, He was quoted as saying, Newborn calves are not afraid of tigers. And I thought, damn, that's ballsy as hell. So, uh, Zinju is the woman who they found. She is the wife, or she was, rather, the wife of Li Kang, the Marquis of Dai and Chancellor of the Changsha Kingdom during the Han Dynasty of China between 206 BC and 220 AD. She's thought to have been born around 213 BC. So when they found her, her flesh was soft and elastic, Her skin was the same color it would have been when she died, and she had completely flexible limbs. 
She still had her own hair, even her body hair, her nose hair, everything. And the wig she was buried in hadn't decayed either. When they did the autopsy on her body, it was said that she revealed almost as much as a fresh corpse. Wow. All of her internal organs were accounted for and looked almost as good as new. You know what she kind of reminds me of? No. And like... But I can tell you're staring at her, so... Not trying to like any disrespect or anything, because I'm sure that when she was alive, she was like super, super insanely pretty. But she kind of reminds me of the uh, bathtub woman in The Shining. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. She's just sort of like sloughing off. Yeah. I mean, hey, I think she looks pretty great for 2,000 years old, okay? Well, yeah. I mean, definitely. But it just makes me think of that. Like the texture of the skin, yeah. I think. Well, and like like I said, they claim that when they actually opened it up, she looked as good as new. And what you're seeing now is the decay of being exposed to oxygen. And that yeah. her skin shriveled up a lot more once she was exposed and the bacteria started to do its thing. So anyway, her organs were all accounted for. Looked great. Perfect. Lovely. Could donate, but won't. Her brain was half of its size, but completely intact. She still had blood in her veins. Wow. Type A, by the way. We're blood sisters. Uh, she had tapeworms, whipworms, and some other parasites. And it seems like she died of heart disease due to her lavish life. So Peng's report mentions that uh, she would have been, quote, and I, I think you'll love this, uh, quite fat. <laughs> her body had shrunk quite a bit, but her skin was loose. So they estimated that she would have weighed around 70 kilos or get this. This is quite fat. 154 pounds. Quite fat. Damn. I'm a fucking whale. Then. <laughs> right. For true. I feel that. But I mean, I guess it depends on how tall she was. Like if she was like, I don't know, four foot tall or something. Yeah. Then 150 pounds would be a lot. The best part is this is such a mood. Two thirds of the thousands of artifacts they discovered with her corpse were connected to food and drink. I get it, man. She had 30 bamboo baskets filled with plums, pork, figs, eggs. Some of her favorite recipes were buried with her. Uh, she had the largest set of ancient Chinese lacquer dinnerware that had been <laughs> discovered, like, intact in her tomb. She knows what's up. She do. Uh, draped over her Girl gotta eat even when she's dead. <laughs> right? She gotta take that with her. <laughs> she had a banner that was draped over her coffin that depicted her journey to the afterlife. So all of this fancy ass shit led to the nickname the diva corpse <laughs> so if like i said what an aspiration beware what you're gonna see but if you would like to google a, a photo of miss lady die you can google the diva corpse and you will find her yeah i mean it is definitely looks like a melted person yeah and the lips are pulled back like they would with a decomposing body like you know they get that, yeah that gnarly face going on but um, yeah and, like, the eyelids aren't, you know, the eye area, which, like, I feel like is the part that everyone 
associates with being like the most human feature. The most people. Because we're one of the. Yeah. Like she doesn't look like it. Like if you saw her in a Halloween attraction, I don't think that you would be shocked. Yeah. Like she definitely looks like a like a melted person. But the the things that I was seeing, like pictures of her tomb and her, I guess, coffin? Sarcophagus? I don't know what the Chinese... Yeah. Uh, but it was lavish as hell, too. It looked, like, inlaid or carved or something. It looks very, very elegant. And, like, just that she was buried with, like, silks and... And this is all from a 30-second Google search. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just happened upon, like, a couple of pictures. So, going along with what you were saying about the sarcophagus, these ancient Chinese folks were a little like the Egyptians in that regard, only with this entire body intact thing going to the afterlife, as opposed to take out all the organs and put them in jars sort of thing. And I think that's a... a Chinese... I could be wrong. I know there is an Asian belief... Um, I want to say that it's Chinese or Taiwanese or something where um, a body can't be at rest if they don't have, like, if it's not intact. Yes. I've read a little bit about that, but it didn't specify, like, what religion that was. It was just, that's But that could, yeah, yeah, that could play into the, the belief of like leaving all of the organs or the purpose, the reason behind leaving all of the organs and everything intact. If that was part of their belief system. And what's the point of going to the afterlife with all of this delicious food? If If you you don't don't have have a stomach. stomach. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she knew what was up. Speaking of stomachs. So the estimated uh, cause of death, I guess, the, the approximate what they what they think happened based on her autopsy of her almost perfect body. She died after a large meal finished with musk melon and 138 undigested and perfectly preserved seeds were found in her stomach. The seeds in a normal functioning human body take about an hour to digest. And so she hadn't been dead long after this meal. Yeah. What they think happened is that she had a gallstone, probably because she had such a fatty diet, uh, and that it plugged a bile duct, which would have caused Mm. her immense pain and thus cardiac arrest. They did a cross-section of her coronary artery, and it was almost completely blocked. Many cardiologists were shocked, thinking that heart disease, like this, in this capacity, wouldn't have existed before these modern times of obesity and things like that. They just assumed that all people of the ye olde times didn't have this kind of... Nah, man, if they could afford it, they were going to eat it. I mean, like, why the fuck not? It, yeah, it it's not like suddenly in, you know, 1990 or whatever, like, bacon started tasting good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, but like, I've watched you know, Asian YouTubers and stuff like that. Like, you and I talk about watching Mikey Chen Mm -hmm. and, like, these different Strictly Dumpling. That man can fucking pack it away. I mean, and I know he works out and he does a bunch of stuff to to offset that. 
but like looking at the diets, like yeah, there is a lot of vegetables and there's a lot of fruits, but there's a lot of pork belly mm-hmm. and a lot of cartilage and a lot of fatty pieces of you know the animal that they they they're using every part mm-hmm. of the animal which is respectable and awesome and i wish that more areas of the world uh america would get into that but you know it's not just a america problem or a you know western civilization issue like you know you can go anywhere and have a bad diet yeah there was a a youtube video that elise and i watched about like visiting japan because we've been talking about doing that for a while and it was one of the one of the recommendations was like remember to like eat vegetables and like don't just go to 7-eleven and grab stuff because it's easy and cheap to do that Because, like, you'll just sit and snack and you'll just put on, like, 30 pounds because of all of the food. So it's not necessarily just the diet in Asia. And, I mean, we had super fat kings and everything in Europe all over the place. Robert Baratheon, lack of hair. (laughs) It was a sign of privilege, you know? Like, it meant that you didn't have to work hard in a field. And you didn't have to want, and you could get the best cuts of the meat, you know, mm-hmm. and butter and milk and all of these other things. I mean, maybe not milk in Asia, but or in China, but at least not at that time. Well, speaking of Mikey Chen and, you know, he works out, it found, it found, they found <laughs> that uh, it was found that she had a fused disc in her spine and that was possibly one of the answers for why she was overweight, other than the fact that she liked to eat. If she couldn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Like, even in her funeral uh, banner, you can see her going into the afterlife with a cane. So she clearly yeah. did not have the capacity to, like, you know, run a fucking marathon. Not that you Do you would. know how old, how old she was when she died? Uh, yes, I have that written down in here somewhere. I think it said she was, like, 50 something well yeah and i mean that also can a- account for weight gain 49. too i thought i wrote it down but apparently i didn't it might be. i mean but like 49 at that time would have been like 90 for yeah. us <laughs> like that's a long life like even one of privilege that's still a long life and so i could see where you know you're gonna put on weight your metabolism's going to have you know mostly stopped by that point yeah i'm sorry i'm trying to yeah 50 i was right nice okay so anyway so uh her tomb was built like an upside down pyramid it was about 12 meters deep um and so the thought was that the depth created a sort of natural refrigerator for her hmm On top of that, she was wrapped tightly in 20 layers of silk, likely suffocating the bacteria, so tight that the weave pattern could still be seen on areas of her skin when they exhumed her. Wow. She was inside of four separate coffins sealed with a thick lacquer, like Russian nesting doll style, and they were all fabulously decorated. She had a clay-lined vault 
covered in five tons of charcoal and a meter thick layer of moisture blocking clay, then soil, then it was built like 50 feet on top of her into this hill. Wow. Wow. I mean, that is, that's a lot. She wasn't even like a fucking queen and nothing. She was just some noble bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So they found a red fluid in her coffin. And so there has been a theory that it was this ancient embalming fluid Uh, they found a text that made mention of a liquid that was added to coffins. And studies revealed that the fluid was slightly acidic and it contained traces of cinnabar, mercury, and, quote, ancient Chinese medicines for extending life. Yeah. (laughs) Experts debate uh, how the fluid ended up in the coffin. And this is an ongoing debate because the other side of people... Uh, or the other side of this argument is that there were water leaks through microscopic cracks from the wet soil. Like I said, she was buried next to a fucking river or it was a fucking ancient Chinese secret added before she was sealed. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, So (laughs) on top of that, uh, the American anthropologist, John Verano was quoted as saying, if she had only been buried a year i would have been amazed at how well preserved she was but to think that in fact she has been buried for two thousand years and was still in this condition is baffling they found another quote flexi corpse uh that was discovered just a couple years later 300 kilometers north of where she was discovered uh chinese pathologists don't call these mummies mummies but yeah wet mummies or whatever hmm. the word would be for that. And you did say that you thought she was probably really like smoking hottie when she was younger. There's a wax figure displayed in the Hunan uh, Provincial Museum. And she's like this elegant, beautiful looking woman with an average build. So I guess they didn't want to show how fat she apparently was because fuck the patriarchy. You can be beautiful and plus size. Get fucked. The end. <laughs> You're like mic drop except not because it's expensive that's right this is a very expensive microphone i'm not doing that <laughs> yeah i mean that's i mean i knew obviously that mummies existed in other areas of the world like we just talked about japan and obviously you know obviously we know about egypt like everyone knows yeah. you know about the egyptian pharaoh mummies but I think it's interesting to find out about how many different cultures had intentional mummies. Yeah. Not accidental. Like, you know, um, what was it that we talked about? Columbia? Yes. The magical, we don't know how this happened, mummies. Yeah. Where that's just a weird thing that happens. Or um, the... Was it the ice princess mm-hmm. or snow princess or whatever, where it was the, um, you know, girl who had climbed into the mountain, probably a sacrifice who just because of the nature of the temperatures was mummified. Yeah. And, and things like that. But I think it's, yeah, I think it's interesting. And I mean, arguably even like Mount Everest and all these other places that are just so cold 
that the mummies just keep like the bodies just are preserved yeah um because of the the nature of the temperatures but i think that it's always interesting to find out about intentional mummies and like other areas of the world that have like a specific process and reasoning behind it one of the things i was reading about was like kings of this time would be buried in these elaborate uh jade piecemeal like they were like little pieces of jade that they wire together with gold wire and put it over the entire body with the intention of trying to preserve the corpse uh because that was how you moved on and how few of them survived and then you get fucking lady die just chilling in her in her silks (laughs) <laughs> she comes out just like, hey, I'm great. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it um, they definitely had a, a uh, fixation on I'm trying to think of the right word, uh, not decomposing, being incorrupt yeah. like a like a saint in that way, I guess. Yeah, that's something I'd like to talk about on a Patreon episode sometime. Is your saint corrupt? <laughs> Yeah, I was watching a, I think it was like a Ghost Adventures or some dumb ghost show, but they were talking about... Ghost um, Pacers! <laughs> it was about some, or maybe, it, I don't remember, it was something about one of the monastery or like churches. It might be the one that's in Prague. Um, the Bone Church? Yeah, but they... Um, have taken in different like people and bodies and stuff like that for like a burial on the property and they have this one like body of a young girl that they are considering a saint because she's just not decomposing Hmm. and she should be by all like they're not they haven't done anything to the body or you know changed it or altered it in any way she's just not supposedly not decomposing interesting I haven't read about that one. If there's a corpse I haven't heard about, I need to know. I'll try to remember. It was something I was watching either on Hulu or Prime. But I'll try to figure out what it was that I was watching and let you know. Well, I'm just letting you know for like the next 10 or 15 episodes. It's just going to be a series of dead bodies by Casey. Well, it's okay. I'll just do murder and then we'll just have a bunch of dead bodies. (laughs) My, uh... My Pakistan episode, my Israel episode, my Italy episode. I'm Casey's ready. Casey's got a flex on me every time. A little chunky arm. <laughs> all right. Well, Have you said all that you would like to say yeah. about Lady Di? Yeah, she's uh, okay. She's great. Hero. True hero. Yeah, I mean, aspiration, really. I want to just die fat and eating and all the happy, great food and like yeah yeah i mean i would like to not die in pain because if she had a yeah but a, if it was uh, sudden pain duct. if it was like oh that fucking hurts i'm dead like okay okay i don't want to be like agonizing for months or anything but if she had, yeah if she had been dealing with a gallstone like that doesn't just suddenly like yeah i don't know i wouldn't imagine at least i don't know i'm not a doctor yet. me neither <laughs> Anyway, so I'm going to be talking about uh, a lake. Tell me your story. (laughs) So Heaven Lake is located at the peak of the Baikdu Mountain. The Baikdu? Within... (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going All on. Alright. Within the bike dude Dagon and Changbai mountain ranges. That sounds right. In- encompassing the Jilin province of China and Ryangong province of North Korea. So it's right up where North Korea is attached to China. Alright. In 1702, a volcano erupted nearby and likely destroyed all life in this lake. But did it? <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Plot twist. Guaiwu is basically China's answer to the Loch Ness Monster. Aww. It is slash they are <laughs> uh, large aquatic cryptids. Uh, cryptid that parentheses s on parentheses. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what my notes say. <laughs> parentheses s question mark that lives in Heaven Lake. So some estimate the number of these creatures could be as high as twenty. Wow. Guaiwu literally translates to strange beast. Um, they have been described as being as big as an ox, with the head of a seal. And the neck of a swan. So dog head, long body, sort of. The descriptions I've seen is basically it looks like a big seal with a long neck. Is this going to be another Wonder Hole situation? <laughs> Not to my I mean, okay. heaven, welcome, welcome to Heaven Lake, heaven I Lake. guess. <laughs> so much like its potential cousin, Loch Ness Monster, there have been over four hundred sightings of Guaiwu in this lake. So in 1903, there was a report of an ox-like creature attacking a group of three people. Um, it was shot slash shot at six times and retreated back into the water and they didn't find a body or anything Poor to like figure out what it was. Then over three days... In August of 1962, an individual reported seeing two large creatures chasing one smaller one in the water. Uh, This was observed by a telescope, and there were hundreds of corroborating statements about this event. So tons of people were out at the lake on this day, or over these three days, and were seeing these animals, like, playing, is how they were kind of described. Hmm. As like, you know, uh, like how dolphins will play in a pod. So newer reports of the creature say it has more of like a human head than that of a seal, which sounds so much worse. I don't like that at all. (laughs) And it has a four foot long neck with a white ring around the base and smooth gray skin everywhere else. So in 2007, a Chinese news reporter claimed to have videoed six strange beasts in the volcanic lake for 20 minutes. The creatures reportedly swam in pairs, close together, and near enough to the surface for there to be visible ripples on the top of the water. Okay. Um, But not necessarily breaching the surface. So that sort of water tension Mm -hmm. thing where, like, the water will just sort of dome over the the shape underneath is kind of how they were describing it. Okay. 
Um, they, the reporter said that they were swimming and frolicking in the lake and they were definitely seal-like creatures and their fins were more like long wings under the water. Like, and so they like penguins. Um, they had a, a very elegant look. Oh, not like penguins. Basically, not like penguins. And they, so the quote from this reporter is that they could swim as fast as yachts and at times would dis, would all disappear in the water. It was impressive to see them all acting at exactly the same pace as if one of them was giving orders. Their fins, or maybe wings, were longer than their bodies were. Weird. So they almost had, like, oars. Yeah, that's bizarre. For arms. So that's what I could find on Guaiwu. Okay. Um, Unlike Nessie, there's not a potentially, like, completely altered photograph of it. But this uh, reporter, some of his images have surfaced and show some of the parts of the video. And there's definitely something different in the water, but it's hard to tell. It's basically just looks like shadows. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to tell if it's like just weird fish or big fish or maybe something that could have been altered from, you know, the volcano if it, there were chemicals or anything like that. So it's a little, a little dicey, but I thought it was interesting. I've been watching a lot of Finding Bigfoot lately. God, <laughs> these people are fucking dumb. It's so cringy. Like, I get embarrassed. I get embarrassed for them. And I go, you're either really dumb or you're really good actors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious to see as... Um, it gets closer, like, on a sort of shift in conversation, but still about this, is I'm curious to see if, um, as the area around, um, oh, fucking A, I just, I had the word and then it just went away from my head. Chernobyl, that nuclear Mile Island. Yeah, Chernobyl. Um, as it gets safer and people are getting in there more. I'm curious if there's going to be, like, any weird... Is there going to be mutated... a squatch in that woods? <laughs> well, because there was there was an episode of River Monsters, Ooh. I think, where he was fishing I in like that show. some of the water um, around Chernobyl. And one of the things that he pulled out of the water, it was like a gar, basically, like the big sawtooth mm-hmm. fish. But it was just, like, fucking three times bigger than it should have been and they get huge and he was just like i don't even know what to do with this yeah don't (laughs) eat it i don't i don't i don't even know what what i'm just gonna let it go i guess yeah like (laughs) it's gonna win (laughs) i can't like smart move sir smart move but because i couldn't find a ton of information about the guaiwu i found another little treat Something that I did not realize that is probably near and dear to our hearts and a lot of listeners' hearts, Uh I did not realize was an actual mythological creature. And maybe you can guess what it is. No. Based on the rules. Oh, okay. Rule one, don't let them get wet. (gasps) Motherfucker. Rule two, (laughs) don't expose them to bright light. 
And rule three, don't feed them after midnight. Wait a minute. Because he gets them from a Chinese dude in the movie. Yeah. Oh they're real. <laughs> Are, no, they're, they're mythologically real. Yes. Okay. They're mythologically real. That's bizarre. What? Yeah. Did you guess gremlins? Because uh, yes. you're fucking right. Yes. Cryptid point. <laughs> Do I get a jelly bean? <laughs> yeah. So I always thought that Mogwai were made up yeah. for the movie. They're not. Damn. They're an actual part of Chinese mythology and are actually a form of demons. Mm, that checks out. <laughs> They specifically inflict harm on humans, and they seek out rainy areas because that's how they reproduce. Yep. Don't, so their goal... Don't take a gremlin to Seattle. <laughs> their goal is to be in prosperous areas and areas where the rains and areas with rain are considered prosperous. So they would basically just look for a, like, try to find an area that seemed to be doing well and wealthy, and then would just, like, hang out there until it started raining. Hmm. Okay. So their name is actually derived from Mara, which is the belief in Hinduism and Buddhism that determines the fates of death and desire that tether people to an unending cycle of reincarnation and suffering. Lovely. Gui means spirits. So Mogui, judgy spirits. <laughs> Me too. So in more modern Chinese interpretations, some believe that the Mogwai are the spirits of people who are specifically not your ancestors or your family, mm. but they're basically mad at your family for some cruelty or past slight and are now coming back seeking revenge. Okay. And the way to get rid of them, because I love telling you how to get rid of these guys because I somehow always find out how to do this. You gotta come gotta come check us out on Patreon. She tells us how to get rid of everything. <laughs> the way to get rid of them is by burning fake banknotes in an effort to send them money in the afterlife. I feel like this was a, that was something else. I feel like we talked about fake money another time. Maybe in the yokai episode. Maybe. Because these definitely sound like yokai. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, like as I was doing my research and everything, and I was like on one of the last pages where I was researching the Guaiwu, and I was just like, wait a second. Mogwai? Like gremlins yep and i was just like now i've got to find out more information on this because i didn't know this existed <laughs> outside of the movies man thank you for telling me about that i'm never yeah, going welcome. to china <laughs> all right i guess it's uh, time to close out this bad boy huh yeah about that time thanks for joining us today as we explored the strange and unusual of japan not Japan, China. Nope. Let me try that again. <laughs> I do it every time. Thanks for joining us today as we explored the strange and unusual of China. Next week, we'll be celebrating 40 episodes with I need to 
fucking proofread this shit. So we will be celebrating 40 episodes uh, and we are heading under the sea. We will be giving you a worldwide tour of the legend of the mermaid. Uh, we hope that you will reach out to us with your own experiences. We want your stories, your questions, and your feedback. Send us an email at strangeunusualpodcast at gmail.com. If you are sending a listener story, we just ask that you would please put listener story in the subject line so that we can sort through those more easily. You can also find us on Instagram at strange underscore unusual underscore podcast or our personal accounts, Roya Rampage and Calamity Casey, where we post the weird shit in our personal lives. You can find us on Twitter at underscore strange unusual at Calamity Casey and at Roya Rampage. We're also on Facebook. Just search for The Strange and Unusual Podcast. If you'd like to help support the podcast and enjoy what you've heard so far, you can also head over to patreon.com slash strangeunusual and support our podcast and be involved with the little community that we're trying to develop. Uh, We've got a discord we've got polls um there's access to all of the current episodes there and at higher donation levels there's also access to bonus content and bonus episodes that are not available on the standard podcast um avenues there's also an option for you to uh decide what we talk about or where we go next Uh, We also, like I said, have a lot of the polls that you guys have been seeing on our Facebook or Twitter feeds um, are going to start going to Patreon um, and have been on Patreon as well to get the voices of the people who are helping to support us first and foremost. However, we completely understand right now with COVID still rearing her ugly head and everything that's going on in our world right now that times are tough and money could be tight so if you're unable to financially help support the podcast we 100% get it but what you can do instead is like share and subscribe to the podcast Um, leave us reviews if you leave us a review on at least apple podcasts i know has it send us an email and let us know and we'll read your review on the next episode And just liking and sharing and everything like that and subscribing really, really helps. Will help the podcast grow. Will help us get on, you know, the right algorithms and noticed by the right people to hopefully continue to grow the listenership of the podcast. Because we are really enjoying it and we want you to help us enjoy it. Oh, man. Oh, hey, if you do come check us out on Patreon... We're going to be doing a little story about gross whale shit. Uh, We mentioned it a little bit last week, but the upcoming episode for Patreon this week is yours truly discussing the disgusting cure for rheumatism. Those, those wabs. It's wabs. Those, those wet, wet ass whales. (laughs) That's right. The wabs. Wow was. Wet ass, whale ass. Wawa. Wawa. <laughs> have, have we ruined Wawa for you? Now? Absolutely not. So, come check us out on Patreon. It's a great time 
And thanks again for being here today. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.